Hey guys, welcome to Twofold Uncensored. I am one of your hosts, Jesse. I'm Kara. And this is the show where we talk about the grit, the grind, and the gravy behind female entrepreneurship, human connection, and self-growth. Yeah. So welcome to our introductory episode, our very first one. First one. How did we meet? Many moons ago. When I first started my first business, I was renting a room out of a tanning salon. I'd moved from Vancouver. And renting this room, Kara was the... You were 16. I don't know. Maybe. For something. She was a baby, an infant, and she was the receptionist. And we just were acquaintances. And then, God, I don't know how many years I, I ended up moving out of that space eight months after and opening up my first brick and mortar business. You and were then, the first person that ever did my lashes. You were my first ever lash artist. And then I followed you when you went to what used to be the tattoo parlor. Oh, God. The throw up on the sidewalk. I'll never forget that. The bars on the window. But I made it really nice inside. I was a fangirl. I followed her anywhere. <laughs> oh, I love that. I wanted to learn how to do lashes. And I was like, who am I going to go to? Obviously, yes. like the supermodel babe that used to do my lashes. And then Lashline was born. Second company. Kara was like my all-time best student. And even though I taught her everything to be a six-figure business owner, I was like, shit, I taught her too well. And then she was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not going to work for you. She offered me a job at the end of the classic course. And I was like, oh, I would be honored to like work for my mentor. How much, How much does it pay? 16 an hour. <laughs> I was like, she was like, yeah, you're crazy. And I was like, oh, rats, I tried. But then for that company, she became a brand ambassador. Then she became an educator. Then we were on a plane to Toronto for an event for that company. And she said, you need a partner. And I said, the fuck I do. And she was like, yeah, you do. And as my ego, thinking about it and putting my ego aside a little bit, she told me what she has to offer. I pretty much hit it up like how you would if you were dating somebody. I was like, hi, my name's Kara. I like long walks on Literally. the beach and I think I could help your business yeah, grow I financially. Like, I was like, what else you got? You're like, do you cook? I think something I was really surprised about when we first became business partners was I was like, nope, this bitch is just being my business partner. <laughs> I'm going to have boundaries. I think something that people forget, too, is business partnership isn't very romantic. It starts with legal. It ugly. starts with like death and dismemberment waivers. <laughs> if either one of us gets divorced, what happens? Like you're going into business with almost like a prenup. Yeah, so literally. it takes the fun out of it. And I was like, you know what? Just to keep it business, we're just going to be professional. Yep. Turns out I liked you a little bit. Why like, are you so obsessed with me? It was like more, it was like more intense, I feel like, than a pre doing a USA together. Oh, yeah. That, it was very intense. Because you're planning for total failure. Yeah. yeah, literally planning for the worst. And we kind of just had to take that jump of faith and do it. And now we're how many years later and how many businesses later? We have three businesses now, mm -hmm. and it's been six years that we've been partners. Yeah. So seriously, it's why my hair is so gray under this hat. You should see. I don't have any gray hair. I like to <laughs> remind her of that. Wait till business number five, and then she might get some. Kara, I want to ask you something. So when you were interested in becoming an entrepreneur and wanting to join forces, what drove you and what now drives you? What do you find that is your, have that hunger for? What drives you every morning when you wake up? to do what we do? Yeah, it's a good question. I think growing up, I always looked around and the only people that I ever noticed that had top tier quality of life, next level lifestyle, those were business owners. 
they weren't necessarily people that had like a nine to five and they worked their way up the corporate ladder. That's what my parents did. But I just I wanted more for myself. And now I think we talk about how there's this intrinsic motivation inside of you that can give you that fire. And I think for me, I have a little bit of that need to prove myself. I was raised in a pretty conservative religion. So you're put into a box in that type of a childhood. And so now I think what's so exciting is that I get to be my own motivating factor. I get to build something for myself and create something that I want and make the rules and things like that. And I find that so inspiring and motivating. The Kara from year one to Kara year six or ever, however many years we've been partners now is very different. Mm-hmm. So loved Kara year one, loved Kara year six. But what I mean by that is, yes, everyone grows and we're almost growing together at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy when you have someone by your side for so long that Mm -hmm. now we consider each other so much more than business partners, so much more than just friends. It's now family. It's just so much deeper. And you know what, when you're, which makes it sometimes easier, but sometimes it has its own sets of challenges Yeah, because there's a lot more at risk. If you don't get in a fight and you walk away, right? Just like a marriage, right? There's a lot, God, I feel like there's a lot more on the line with me and you than a marriage. Oh, it's actually, crazy. Yeah. when you're getting into one business, two business, three business and getting into real estate eventually someday together as well. We've talked about that. But I just noticed getting back to what I was saying about you as a person, just I'm so proud of you and how much you've grown and you were always confident. But when you see someone truly come into their own and can, what am I trying to say? Just let me interrupt for a second. I think, though, that half of why that's able to happen Mm -hmm. is being friends with somebody like you gave me a lot of permission to just find out who I was. And like, because like I said, I'm 32. So I think you go through these phases as you get older, you go through moments of self-discovery. And but I found the need to almost shed some things that don't fit you anymore. And that feels scary as we start to get older. And it was scary for me, but you're not one of those people where I feel like that intimidates you. And you're like, does that fit who you are now? No, and get rid of it. We, it's all we good. shed that skin, I think, for you real quick. Right? Yeah. And yeah. it just, it leaves like this permission to just grow and to fail. You need the permission oh, to fail. Oh man, did I ever need permission to right? fail? And yeah. not saying you fail. I just mean to, in order to feel like you can grow and grow out of your skin as fast as possible, well, which I- you did, you have to be, feel safe and you need that room to fail and not feel reprimanded or punished in those moments, but more a sense of this is normal yeah. to grow. And, and at the rapid rate, you you need someone that's going to be able to go, it's okay. I used to tell you all the time, it's all right. Either sit in that emotion, but I always say sit in that emotion, but not too long. Yeah, ha- Have your moment, but now get the fuck up, right? Yeah. And I think that's the military father that raised me. But I think that People need to feel safe to be able to be vulnerable, but but also go, okay, that's enough. Where 2023 now, I feel like people aren't like that. It's you sit in that emotion and now you sit, there's not enough work to do. People don't, people don't, they sit in that feeling, which is not healthy. There's too much idle time for their brain. Yes. Yeah. And that's not healthy for anyone. I'm not saying don't feel anything. I'm not saying be that soldier, that military, no emotion type of thing. I'm, it, it suited me well, I feel like grow, growing up and having that thicker skin, I think sooner than most people, especially at a young age. But I feel like when you came into our partnership from year one to year six, that's what I would say. Your skin now is a lot 
thicker than oh, yeah. it, than it was. And older. Just kidding. Not by much, though. <laughs> it isn't. Mine's so much older. What I think, too, I want to mention is that I, for me anyways, I was raised, when you're raised in a pretty traditional sense, for females, I think a lot of times we were told to take a step back, yeah. don't take as many risks, or don't speak your mind. You mm. just do what you're supposed to do, not what you maybe want to do, but what you should do. Yeah. Not a lot of people in either one of our families are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We're trailblazers that way. Absolutely. And I know for me, I'm living a completely different life than probably what my parents expected, but YOLO. Okay, so now would you say like where you are at and being the entrepreneur that you are now and, you know, us being in our partnership, do you feel like the sense that you need to prove yourself to anyone or do you still feel what do you think drives you now versus six years ago. Do you think it's the same thing or do you think that's evolved? That narrative's kind of evolved. I think it's evolved a little bit. Yeah. Because when I first was taking risks and wanting to live life on my terms, you're doing it, but you haven't really proven yourself yet. Like yeah, yeah. you, you just want something at that point. Whereas I feel like now where I am, I'm really happy with who I am. I'm happy with where I am. And so now it's that sense of proving, you almost feel like you're proving yourself right. Yeah. And it's a good thing. Like, yeah. You get to almost choose yourself every single day and mm -hmm. be like, you know what? You freaking knew what you were doing. You knew what you wanted and that's, you just got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Me and you always talk about trusting our gut. And Ooh. that's one thing that we, That know, comes very naturally to you and it doesn't to me. Oh, and I was, yes, within the six years, I've noticed though your gut has, whether it was being side by side with me, but knowing that those moments... People always go, do I have that gut? Do I not have that intuition? Oh, you're either born with it, you're not. It's, no, I'm not like an, in six months being like, <laughs> my gut was right. Like that yeah. milk was bad. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not like an oracle or anything. Yeah, but uh, listening to those moments when you are meet someone for the first time and you're just not saying judging people. You give them a good window, whether it's five minutes, whether it's 30 minutes on how good your intuition is. The biggest thing for me is trust. You're like, there's something that's not quite sitting right. And to lean into that, I think is the only way to be able to get better with reading your gut or intuition, whatever people want to call it. Um, so something that I noticed just by observing, because you are somebody who has a very good gut instinct. Even if it doesn't necessarily make sense to you why your gut felt a certain way, you're really good at knowing that feeling. But I think by doing that, it gives you a little bit more trust in yourself too. Because every single time your gut's right, it almost teaches you that you really can trust yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't come from its reassurance. And honestly, it's, it's like building your, your confidence, I think. Okay, so now we know that little Kara's drive comes from that quiet little religious girl in the corner. You're still little. Dature wise. All right. Where does Jesse Love's drive come from? Like where, because sure, I've got drive, but you're like a greyhound on speed. Like where does your drive come from? You know, it's funny. But um, to be clear, she's not on drugs. I just oh, speed. It's funny because it's Adderall. ADHD is something that it's going to sound crazy, but drives me. I've had ADHD my entire life. Okay, wasn't medicated. I've always been known as I'm all over the place all the time. I'm now 36. Just a few years ago, I've now gotten medicated where I feel like the grit that I have has come not only from my childhood with how my dad was military, then he worked in a max prison. I was almost raised as like the I always felt like I was almost like a boy growing up, just did a lot of 
full contact sports, stuff like that. And that grit, I think, has come a lot from my dad just being like, like I was saying to Kara, you're allowed to sit in those emotions. That's fine. But it's K, move the fuck on. K, get to work. And then get to work. Yeah. What are you made of? Kind of thing. I could out, I can outwork anyone. And that's not coming from an ego. That's not coming from a place of arrogance. That comes from, it's like the constant wanting to prove to yourself. Yeah. And you know what? That's a great addiction. I'm not going to lie. You, you, you talk, Karen, you talk a lot about comments that we deal with, which is fucking frustrating from people that are just not A players. If your values do not align with mine, if you don't wake up every day and you want to fight for your shitty life, totally. I just don't get it. I don't get the mentality of wanting to feel shitty on a Monday morning. Oh, mediocrity here. No, thanks. I'm not talking money. Driving the rolls. That's so not me. Where I'm coming from is, fuck, wake up and want to kill it. Yeah. Whether you're fucking a barista at Starbucks or whether you're, I don't care, you're flipping, wake up and want to better yourself. Dream bigger, want more. Dream bigger, want, you know, and so where I was going with the ADHD thing is I just got medicated finally. And honestly, it's changed my life. But when you struggle when you're in high school, you struggle all your life with, I got treated like shit in school. Oh, yeah. When you're different, oh, you do not fit in when you're different. You do not fit in. And you know what's funny? eating your lunch in a bathroom by yourself. And it's like people, like I said, sit in those stories, man, turn that into something. And I feel like I left high school and I never look back. And I think Kara, you did the same thing. And that is why our partnership will never fail. The respect that we had, the self-respect we have most of the time, sometimes we're hard (laughs) on ourselves, but (laughs) right. The respect that we have for one another And that vision, our vision aligns so well with who we are now, who we want to be, and where the fuck we're going. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, and that grit definitely comes from a place of wanting to prove all those assholes wrong. Because don't get me wrong, there's always that little 1% piece of you that stays that girl in high school that got picked on. Absolutely. It's so funny that you say that because you and I met and we shared that story and we had both lived the same experience where we were those girls that ate our lunch in the handicap stall of the girls locker room. And you just it's because you don't have any friends or you're getting picked on. But what's so cool is those girls grow up to still be badasses and be friends with each other and then employ other women that maybe felt like that. And then we're in a position of knowing we never will make somebody feel like that. Never. That's the one thing is that the crew that we have, yeah, you know, the person behind the camera right now, yep, Sabrina, our right hand man, lady, whatever. It just, when we hire or fire, just like Gary Vee says, you fire fast, you got to be on the same wavelength as us. Oh, yeah. And if you're loyal and you've got the respect for us that we have for you, we're going to take you to the moon. And so with just that energy, yeah, are we like that every day? No, let's be real right. here. Life can be exhausting, but like majority of the time, we want to push forward. Yeah. And I feel like when you have that kind of partnership, it's just no one can get not only in between it, but you're fucking unstoppable. And not only that, like we've got very different strengths too. Very. 
like we're so similar, but we do have very opposite attributes. So like when push comes to shove, I feel like I'm an extremely articulate person. Very. But when I'm put in a sense of confrontation or I'm I feel overwhelmed or insecure, I lose my voice. I get very quiet. You're the exact opposite. You might struggle to articulate yourself in a normal setting. I don't know when to shut the fuck up sometimes. Right. But then in confrontation, it's let's go. You will go to bat for me. You don't lose your voice. You speak up for any single person that won't speak up for themselves. And so I think, too, when you get to combine forces like that with a shared lived experience, even though it was different, your voids become your values. Like we were two girls that experienced such similar things. And now as adults, we have such similar values. I love that. I just have to pause you. The void. Say it again. Your voids become your, your values. Your voids become your values. So think about if you have any friends whose parents got divorced multiple times, mm. those are probably your friends that never want to get divorced. If you had parents that were maybe a little bit less present, it's probably really important for you as a parent to be present with your child. Those things that we've missed out on as children yeah. shape what becomes very important to us as adults. And so I think for us, that is our driving force. That is what motivates us. Mm -hmm. There was something that we really might have missed. Yes. And so if you're listening to this, Jesse and I didn't have terrible childhoods, but all of us go through moments of trauma and it can either make you or or it can break you. And for Jesse and I, we made sure that it made us. I saw a clip. It was something that resonated with me so much. The right amount of childhood trauma that a child will experience, but the right amount, not too much where they will need to adapt coping mechanisms such as porn addiction, alcoholism, drugs, the constant need to need the... Like approval from someone. Thank you. Approval from others. They said, but just the amount of childhood trauma, and I call that grit. So whenever I think of that, I've never... What Those that two means. together is yeah. grit, but people go trauma. They use that word. Yes, trauma is serious. PTSD, absolutely. Right. Those things are serious, there's, but there's different types of trauma. So how I feel, and again, going back to that grit and, and what drives us, I've had a few people say to me, Jesse, that's unhealthy. Friends of mine, actually. And if you're watching this, fuck you. No, really, <laughs> though. Oh, that's unhealthy. And I go, really? I could understand if I wasn't a good mother. Well, I'm a fucking awesome mother. You're a great mother. Not all the time. But I'm a pretty good mother. And we we do our best. Oh, man. I get judged hardcore for not having children or not knowing by now if I want them. But on that point of healthy versus unhealthy, I you know me. I love therapy. I ride hard for therapy. Yeah. So I asked my therapist this question about, I think it was about smoking weed. I was like, if yes. I'm smoking weed, is this unhealthy? Is this going to be toxic for me with blah, blah, blah? And she goes, all right, how about instead of healthy and toxic, Mm -hmm. we call it, is this helpful or unhelpful right now? So your drive, that intrinsic need to get up in the morning and do your best, is that helpful? Yeah. Does it make it toxic? I don't think so. I would beg to differ. And do you notice that she said there's a key thing that I don't want people to miss? Because some people that aren't listening well enough, she said, her therapist said, right now. She right. didn't say always. Forever. No shit. Yeah. Drinking too much for your whole life. Of course. Right now, what do you need? Yeah. And is it, are you hurting anyone? And that's where people go the extreme. They And that's what I said with this quote. When you hear it first, right? That, right. that clip. Tra- childhood trauma is bad. 
No, it's not. If it turns you into a great human being, well, because that's the thing. Everybody always says that you can't get grit and you can't get resilience unless you go through some shit. What does that mean? Shit is usually the stuff that sticks with you, which is another way of saying a little bit of trauma. We've all been through some shit. Mm -hmm. And at least at the end of the day, if it gives you a little extra grit, where stuff doesn't hurt you as easily anymore, wouldn't that be what we all want? Is almost like getting to walk around with an emotional flak jacket on. That's exactly what I want. I know that was a military term. I used to play Call of Duty, if anybody's wondering how I knew that. Does that count? (laughs) Dad, are you listening? So I think that why we wanted to do this podcast was you and I have been through some shit. We have really unique perspectives because we were not born with a silver spoon in our mouth. We both don't come from very high wealthy families that gave us opportunities or had doors open for us. We come from really hardworking middle class people that, you know what, at the end of the day, they told us that we could do whatever we thought we could. And God damn it, we're going to try. Why did we name it twofold? I love this, actually, because you found the definition of twofold. And if you don't mind, I'm going to pull it up here. Hells yeah. And I was like, that's it. I hope Carol likes it because I already branded it and made the decision myself. Freaking hated it. I'm just kidding. Hopefully my partner liked it. So twofold is as in double being twice as great. That's what hit it. I was like, boom, twice as great. And I was like, wait, better check the many pages to make sure that actually watch it like something super terrible. Jesse's Kara, I'm twice as great as a normal business partner. What I said, what what the problem is. Well, yeah, that's why we called it twofold is because our lived experiences bring, I think, double the input, the wisdom, the perspective, the everything. Yep. Double the grit, double the glory. Ooh, come on. My head went glory hole. I don't know. Wow. (laughs) I'm excited for this because I think for somebody like me, talk time is a form of therapy. It's very, it's so great to just be able to sit down and just talk with someone about something. And we made sure not to almost pigeonhole ourselves with this podcast that it was just about business or just about life or even just about you and I. It's Mm going to be a little bit of everything, that human connection element. Exactly. And you know what? A big thing, I'll I'll speak for myself and I think Kara, you feel very similar with the human connection element. Fuck, I want to be able to say what I want and not be so afraid to offend every single person. Yes. And I'm all inclusive when it comes to absolutely everything, everything. But I just feel like 2023, yeah, it's twofold uncensored. That's not just swearing. Yeah. I want to be able to go. Holy shit, people don't work hard enough anymore. Yes, are some people are too sensitive. Yes, you are. And guess what? Stop raising your kids that way. Because guess what? That's not setting your kid up with for success in any, whether they want to be a teacher, whether they want to do anything. Yep. You need them to have a yep. little bit of tough love. And again, there's that fine line, right? There's that expression where it says hardworking men create easy times and easy working men create hard yep. times. And it's because it's not men specifically, but just human beings. When we don't work hard, then we create tougher situations for ourselves. Yeah. And generations almost have gone back and forth. I learned about that in a business course where if you think about our grandparents' generation, they worked really hard. If they didn't work, there wasn't food on the table. So it literally came with that sense of a survival instinct. Yep. Then they raised our parents and our parents' generation grew up to be like, all right, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get a college degree. I'm going to make a little extra more money so that my kids don't have to work as hard. Yeah. 
Now you got our generation. And then there's some of us that we weren't given anything. So we grew up with a work ethic. Totally. And then there's others who they didn't have to get a job till they were 18. They can live at home until they're 27. Yep. You're not going to learn the same skills that everybody else did. Things are going to be a little bit harder for you now because you got more handed to you. You will not have that same hunger. You will get beat at everything. Just hustle. Keep mm-hmm. gender out of it. Just fucking hustle. It's yeah. that simple. It yeah. really is. Yeah. If anything, with this podcast, we want to inspire. I want to make sure, just like when Kara came on as my partner, making sure that you never make the mistakes that I did. Mm. In that fresh perspective. Yeah. Because yeah. we're doing things very differently. Or we're, very. we view even the opportunity to do things ourselves very differently. Yeah. So I love that. Like whether it's inspiring somebody in business or inspiring them to just live the life that they would like, yeah. giving them the permission that you really will be happier on the other side. Yeah. I think that it's just it's such a beautiful opportunity to be able to just talk to each other, but then impact other people at the same time. Yeah, it's cool. Kara and I are very different and we have differences of opinions on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So people think, oh, and by the way, we don't recommend best friends getting into business. No, nope. we weren't. That's why we very much we don't recommend it. It is very difficult. It's a whole nother element that you have to deal with yep. and emotion and business, stuff like that. The two don't mix and we have to have the mix because yep. it's inevitable. Um, like oh. it's either it can be a great synergy or it's a disaster. A disaster. Yeah. When you have two type A or alpha women that are business partners together, but the, their strengths are completely different. Yeah, we have some. Yeah. But that's not why we're partners. We're partners because our strengths are completely different. And that's why the businesses, and we've been able to now move on to number three. It's that we can get through those healthy debates and we're both like, holy shit, that's a good perspective. Yeah. Because that's not, that is not real. That's not realistic for a business partnership. That's not realistic for a marriage. Right. So I feel like the first year for us was really hard. Oh, yeah. We both had a lot of growing to do, both, honestly. And that age had nothing to do with it. Both of us just... Egos were present. And of course, you're learning to communicate with each other. You're adapting and adjusting and making sure that, you know, can read each other and not just like it's is it worth it? Karen, I, I feel like because we've been through it and yes, on the daily, we're dealing with things that we're not agreeing on. That's an ideal partnership to me is when you know that they're always going to be there no matter what, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And don't be surprised if you feel if we on this show come across a topic where you and I don't see eye to eye. Absolutely. That's probably going to happen. And yeah. we might fucking disagree with each other. Mm-hmm. But that's those episodes are going to be fun. <laughs> I said we need a boxing ring in the warehouse. It like starts and I'm like, hi, I'm missing my friend too. I just am so excited for this because we obviously have to create content all the time for our job and yeah. we have to do things all the time. But this really doesn't feel like work. It's and awesome. this feels very exciting. It feels like the start of something pretty great. It does. Okay, we're going to catch you on our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this one. We hope you had fun. If you have any requests for topics or questions that you might have for Jesse and I, please feel free to drop them below. Thank you guys so much for listening to Twofold Uncensored introductory episode number uno. <laughs> and we're going to see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.